Hello everybody, Jim Malone here, coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. And it is a Monday, and it looks as if, got some interesting news for you, uh, and it's basically on, it's on the uh, Tesla split, um, but uh, before we get into that, let's get into some of the other stuff here. Uh, let's take a look, and it looks like... Basically, all the major indexes are down except for the Russell and the Dow Jones. The Dow Jones is up just 0.05%, not a whole lot. Uh, the Russell 2000 is up a little bit more. Of course, that's the broadest index. And uh, the S&P 500 is down, and is so is the NASDAQ. So kind of a really uh, tough market to trade here. Um, just... Uh, you know, we're we're kind of we're in sort of in this confirmed uptrend, but uh, really not really not, not with a, as much power as I'd like to see it. Uh, I did make some ads to my portfolio today, and uh, basically, uh, you know, they're they're basically two uh, two things. Of course, uh, I'm in the semis. Of course, I did buy on Semiconductor, and of course that is an interesting semiconductor company because they do manufacture their own chips in Arizona, unlike NVIDIA, which took a absolute swan dive today. It just, it, 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 uh, they, they warned, in, in, NVIDIA warned on their, on their profits, and I think part of the reason for this, of course, is that they make your, their chips at TSMC, a Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation, which is in Taipei, and of course, <laughs> this political situation right now in the straits between China and Taiwan are very, very tenuous. Of course, that's about where 40% of the high-end uh, chips are made. So we're starting to see some of the companies that depend on this on TSMC, we're starting to see them sort of pull back, and the companies that do have uh, chip-making capacity in uh, other places like the United States, those, tend, those are tending to be a little bit better. Uh, the uh, 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 I did also uh, double my position from a half position to a full position in Petrobras. This is, of course, the Brazilian national uh, oil company. It's up uh, a little bit today, about 6%. Actually, it's doing pretty well. Again, it's a very cheap stock. It's uh, currently selling at 15.35 a share. And of course, these are ADRs, American Depository Receipts, and they're basically, you know, they're, they're the Brazilian stock, but they're traded in New York in dollars. And that was up about 90 cents today. Uh, with about a 41% increase in volume. And this is Petrobras based in Brazil. Um, and other ones, uh, Chenier, I do have a position in Chenier. Chenier symbol is LNG. This company is the big liquefied natural gas company. And of course, uh, with the shortages of natural gas in Europe uh, due to the cutoff of the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines from Russia to Germany, the uh, ability to uh, import uh, gas, uh, uh, gas will become a very uh, big issue. Interestingly enough, Germany, which needs the gas the most, does not have capacity to offload it. But there is a LNG facility in uh, Poland, and so they're pretty well fixed, and they're going to be probably buying uh, product from Chenier. Now, Chenier, of course, uh, operates a, a natural gas train in both Sabine Pass, Louisiana, and in Corpus Christi, Texas. So, very interesting company, and uh, it is moving very nicely. Currently, the price on that is 147 
90, uh, 39, <laughs> 197, excuse me, 38 a share. And it's up today about uh, $1, not a whole lot. Volume is down on this, and of course, uh, it's down. I uh, I do hold also a position in ExxonMobil, and that has moved up a little bit. It's been pulling back for quite a while, very low volume. It's up basically a half a percent, so not a whole lot. I did uh, take a position, uh, half a position in Tesla, and we'll be talking about that in just a second. Uh, and then, of course, I have a, a position in Analog Devices. That's another chip company. And then I did make a purchase of Ollie's Bargain Outlets today, and that is a discounter that probably will benefit when many of the stores have overstocks and they need to sell them. This is a, this is a company that sells overstocks, and uh, many of the big retailers like Walmart and other ones, they are sitting with tremendous amounts of inventory that they cannot sell. Some of these companies will discount them, and it will be our, probably Ollie's Bargain Outlet that will be selling them. So it's a very interesting company uh, based in Pennsylvania, so uh, of all places. I uh, just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the Tesla news. And, of course, yesterday, uh, Tesla, uh, the, the board of directors on Friday approved... Uh, a well, actually on Thursday after the close, but on Friday approved a three for one split in Tesla. Tesla is going to be splitting three for one. Now, interesting thing, I had a little bit of pre pre uh, earnings information on this that was incorrect. So I want to be, I want to set the record straight out there for everybody. The date of record is August seventeenth. So basically, you'll need to own the stock by August 17th. Anybody that owns a share of Tesla on August 17th will receive a uh, um, uh, will receive two shares uh, after August 24th. So basically, uh, if you buy the shares up until the 17th, uh, then you'll be of record and. The of record people will get the 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 benefit of the uh, the share dividend. So if you have one share, you will receive two shares as a dividend, and for a total of three shares. Of course, the price will <laughs> will fall <laughs> due to that. But uh, uh, the first day of the split adjusted price will be on August twenty fifth. So very interesting there. So it's a three to one split. The date of record is August twenty fourth. And the date that it's going to trade as split shares is the 25th. So very quickly, um, I did a little bit of a study here on how the price history worked on the last uh, Tesla, uh, the Tesla split, which was five to one, and that was back back in August of uh, August 11th of 2020. Uh, Tesla split five for one. The price on the day of the close on on the day that they announced. Uh, in 2020 was 240 of 274 dollars and uh, 30 and 88 cents. By the time the the date of record happened and the shares shares started trading as split shares, the stock had moved up to 480 98 dollars and 32 cents, or essentially a 81 percent increase in price. Now, obviously. This time, I don't think it's going to have. It's going to be that way. Uh, this is a three-to-one split. It's not necessarily as big as the as the as the split back in 2020. There's a lots of overhead supply on Tesla, but it does give you an idea of how 
it can move. So if you're watching the screen, I have put up the, the numbers there, basically showing the, um, the, the, the closes and, uh, and how it ramped up. Uh, also, this is a little bit of a, uh, um, a, a graph here, kind of shows you how it went from about the mid-200s way up to almost $500 a share, and that was in a space of basically less than a month. And, and so that may or may not happen at this time. I doubt it will go up 80%, but it's likely to move higher. Typically, the way I like to trade, um, typically the way I like to trade these um, splits are to buy the, buy the stock when it's announced and then sell it, <laughs> sell it right before it splits because that typically shows the biggest increase. And then, and then when it splits and starts trading as a split share, then wait for it to fall. Typically the stock will fall and then you can rebuy it again. So uh, what I'm doing here, and I did today, I moved in uh, with a half position at 881 a share. We'll see how it how it closed. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, pull on over to the chart. TSLA, of course, is the symbol for Tesla, and we got to close kind of down a little bit. Uh, it's up after hours. It, it's you know it's going to be volatile, obviously, uh, but look like it. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. I think we're cameras back. <laughs> okay, we had a little bit of trouble with the camera. Uh, it did close down. 874.70 after hours is where it's trading currently. Uh, I did buy it at 881. So I did, I'm down a little bit on this. We'll see what happens. It's moved down to the, um, it, it's basically moved down to the 10 day line and we're getting some support there. We'll see how it, how it trades. The thing about, the thing about Tesla this time is there's an awful lot of overhead supply uh, above about 900. I'm hoping of course that, uh, that that will it will move it will move above that, but there's a lot of overhead supply right about the 900 level, and then the pivot is way up here, believe it or not, at 1201 per share. And this is of course non-split adjusted, so we'll see how this trades. If uh, I do get uh, positive action tomorrow, I'll bang another half position, and then uh, into the into the into the date of record, uh, which uh, is on the 24th. So that hopefully kind of gives you a um, a look see at this. Uh, here is a stock that I did buy today. It's Ollie's Bargain Outlet. It's up about one dollar today. Uh, and it's not, you know, it could be stronger, but I do think, I do think this area is an area of concern for a lot of people. They're going to be, they're not going to be shopping, but they're just not going to be shopping at a lot of the stores. This, this star, uh, this store uh, specializes in overstock. So we shall see what happens here. So thanks for uh, bearing with me. Uh, one last thing, just to kind of show you the, the condition of the small portfolio, mostly still in cash. Um, and uh, again, I have uh, Petrobras, uh, uh, ExxonMobil, and OnSemi. And then I did buy, uh, it doesn't show it here, but I did buy Ollie's Bargain Outlet today. So that kind of gives you a rundown of kind of where it's at. So let's go to the questions. Thanks for holding and being so patient. Appreciate it. All right, so... Um, question, uh, AAR, um, let's look at the AAR real quick to see, um, to see if there's, uh, to see what's going on there, basically. AAR and, uh, AAN. Hopefully we'll have a have a something for you here in just a second. A little bit of a little bit of a lag on our system today. 
Let's add that in. All right, there we go. And it's not Tesla. It's it's uh, it's AAR. So it's pulling up the chart as we speak. So thanks for the holding there. Gosh, I don't know why it's so slow today, but it is very slow. Um, let's see if I can. <laughs> let's see if I can spick. Let's see if I can spin um, spin this up a little bit and get this moving moving faster. All right. Well, I'm still not getting it to to pull the to pull the um, to to pull the chart. <laughs> I don't know what's going on or why that's the case. Let's see if I can move it around a little bit. Maybe that'll make a difference. Still having a little bit of difficulty sharing my screen. Let's try it again. Hopefully this will will work this time. For some reason, it's just not giving me the uh, the correct info here. All right. Right, AAR. There we go, Aaron's. <laughs> you know, you would think I, I would, uh, I would get this one right. Let's pull up the screen here, and there we go. All right, here we are with Aaron's, and it's uh, basically, it's a Lisa-owned furniture company, and uh, we're probably pretty familiar with it. If you were, you may have actually used this company. They do do rent-to-own, they do furniture rental, and uh, I think Court Furniture is the only other real competitor here. Um, it is starting to make some kind of move here, but it is still well below the 200-day moving average. And I just, I am not a fan of buying stock below that 200-day moving average. The reason is, is because money is flowing out of this issue currently, and the relative strength is low. The relative strength on this is 9, making making the rest of the market basically 91% of the, 91% of the market is stronger than this stock. So not something I'm likely to see. This is in a downward trend. I would have to say on this one and and maybe maybe there is maybe there is a silver lining here. I'm looking for it. Checklist of 44. That just doesn't do it for me. Um, basically on this one I just think I would pass. Uh, I just don't think it's uh, I, I just don't think it's viable. So I'm going to pass on this one. And I just I think that uh, you just you just got to get something that's uh, a little bit stronger. Uh, you know it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit stronger. So I would pass on this on this issue. Aaron's company. Uh, just I would just pass on. It. I just I just don't think it's uh, it, it's 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 worthwhile uh, to to buy it. You know you're buying you're buying trouble. <laughs> All right, let's look at MOS. Look at that real quick. And that's Mosaic. This is a fertilizer company, 
And, uh, of course, with the worldwide famine going on, you know, this one had been doing very, very well. It reached its peak basically 79.28 back here in April. It's been a downward trend ever since, but it looks like it may have gotten a reversal. Uh, it is trading above the 200-day line, so it does check one of the boxes that's super important. And, of course, that is trading above that 200-day line. It's just not a good idea to buy a stock that trades below the 200-day moving average because that means that, in general, uh, the institutional money is flowing out of that issue. Currently, the relative strength is 94 on this one, so quite good. It's in the top 6%. This is where you want to play. You want to play in the top... 20% of the market. You want the stocks that are the strongest 20%, and those are the ones you want to look at. So definitely the case here. Um, it's in the, the chemical agricultural area, which is 49 out of 197, which is 197 being the different sectors of the stock market. This is 49 out of that. So it's a very strong sector. And the question is, can you buy it here? You know what? I think that you could start nibbling at this one because it does look like it's moving up and it does have a strong checklist. The checklist on this one is uh, 7 out of 9 or 78%. So it's quite excellent. Let's look at the pattern recognition to get the buy point on it. The buy point on this one, 41.15, cup with handle. So we are extended and this is a problem. Uh, we are a little bit extended from the proper buy point. So, hmm, would I buy it here? Well, I I don't know. I think I think you could start nibbling at it here. I'd be a little bit careful in here, but I definitely think you could start possibly with a quarter position uh, here. Um, I think I think that might work, but I would be very careful because I do believe that um, you know that that it, it it's not you know wait to see if it's it's stronger but i would say a quarter position so i think i think you could definitely look at uh doing a quarter position here now what do i mean by a position <laughs> everybody asks this and it's a good question basically think of your portfolio like a pizza the pizza has eight slices. Now, if you took one position, that would be one slice of pizza, or about 12.5%. So when you're talking about a half position, you're talking about 6.25%. And when you're talking about a quarter position, you're talking about a little bit over 3%. So you don't want to expose too much of your portfolio here. I think you might be able to, to do a quarter position here on MOS. It does look pretty good. Um, I'm not in it. Currently, I'm not in it in the fertilizers. Uh, but it does. it is showing some strength. They had good earnings. Their earnings were up 211%, which is amazing. So basically, looking at the fundamental analysis on this one, uh, they have been up over... 30% in terms of their sales, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quarters in a row. So this is very, very powerful. Uh, the last time that they, sh they showed a decrease in sales was way back in September of 2020. So the trend of this company, Mosaic, is definitely up. Their sales are up every quarter. And again, any company that can move up 20% in sales in quarter, every quarter, that's one you want to look at. So definitely want to look at this one. In, in addition to that, their, their profits have been phenomenal. Uh, last, the, the, the quarter just, just, uh, just um, reported, their profits were up 211%. Uh, quarter over quarter over year, so very very strong. We have um, 
We have a lot of strength. We have a lot of profitability. The question is, how long is this going to continue? Well, it could continue, unfortunately, for a long time because of the situation in the Ukraine where a lot of these components for the fertilizer are made. So this one definitely is a good one, and it's a good area. Mosaic is one of the leaders, and I definitely think you could do a quarter position here. Uh, no problem. Um, let's kind of look at also kind of look at the fund ownership on this one. 58% are owned by funds, uh, and we have an increasing fund ownership on this one. Uh, we, we're we uh, 2,072 funds currently own this, so it is very strong, and we have increasing fund ownership. So obviously, the institutional money is moving here, and that is an area that you want to be in. Again, the whole idea here is to get you know be like a little minnow and follow along where the whales are going. And the whales are going to the fertilizer companies right now, believe it or not. And Mosaic is definitely one of the big ones. So uh, we have a strong cash flow. The, the, the price of the shares of 52.50 in the after hours action. And the cash flow, $7.65. So that's pretty amazing. It is a return on equity of 19% and a PE of 6, if you can believe that. That's very, very low. So these commodity stocks tend to have very low PE ratios. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, that it's the greatest thing in the world because many of the tech stocks, you know, have very high PE ratios. But remember, they're looking at forward earnings. But with these companies... It's cash on the barrel head right now, and they are making a lot of profit. So I definitely like this one, uh, MLS. I think it's definitely one you can put in. I wouldn't go in. I'd probably go in with a quarter position here uh, and wait to see if it, if it gains strength. If it gains strength, then go to a half position and uh, so forth. So I think that's a very, very good uh, very good question. Thank you very much for that bringing, that, bringing that one up. All right, Ricky Kumar, thank you. Long time. Hope you're, thank you very much. I am doing well, actually. Uh, it is not quite as hot in Texas <laughs> as it was the last few days. It was just burning up here. But thank you very much for that, Ricky. Appreciate, really appreciate it. Let's do, the, uh, let's do an analysis of Tesla. kind of want to step you through kind of my thinking on it. Uh, and, of course, the symbol on that, TS. LA. Uh, and currently, the total value of the stock, uh, all standing, is approximately a trillion dollars, if you can believe that. So it makes it basically the largest automotive sector company, and one of the largest in the world, by the way, in terms of valuation. Uh, right now, strong cash flow. Uh, they did just come through earnings. Uh, the earnings were up uh, which was which was which was very which was excellent. The the quarter that ended on June twenty second, their their uh, sales were up forty two percent and their earnings more importantly were up uh, sixty fifty seven percent. Now the question is, can you you know I mean that's a big number. I mean I mean that's that's a big number. Tesla is you know they do have a full order book. They are basically selling everything they're building right now. And that's very unusual because many of the other companies like GM and BMW and Mercedes, they don't have this uh, capability. They don't seem to have as many issues with supply chain as many of the other companies do. So that's really kind of a, kind of a good thing. Obviously, though, this stock has been moving up. And the question is, is it overvalued? Well, a PE ratio on this is 87, which is very high. You know, we just look at a stock, Mosaic, that had a 
that, that had a um, PE ratio of six. So that gives you an idea. But the cash flow is strong. The return on equity, 29%. Um, this is a highly leveraged company. But one of the things I want to show you, the number of funds that are investing in Tesla have every quarter gone up. Currently, there are 3,752 funds that are invested in Tesla stock. Now, of course, we all know some of the famous ones like ARK and, and those kind of ones, but also there's some other funds that are very significant here. So the question is, is it worthwhile to buy the shares um, uh, to buy the shares now? Well, my feeling on this is based on the last uh, based on based on the last um, split, which which happened in 2020, that was the five to one. Of course, I do believe it is. Now, I hadn't owned I haven't owned Tesla shares in little over a year. I had, I stopped trading it basically when it hit its peak. I basically sold out. Uh, you know, I, I sold out approximately. Well, my stop loss was at four is is about a thousand forty two. That's where it was my last trade. On Tesla was at 1,042. Currently, it's at 8.75.80 after hours. Uh, I have started nibbling here, and I did buy a half position. Uh, and if and if it holds up tomorrow, I will be buying another half position. If if it if this price holds up, typically the way I like to do it is I like to buy accumulate shares into the date of record. The date of record for Tesla, of course, is the 24th of. Uh, of, of, of August. If you hold shares of uh, on the 24th, you will get a dividend of two more shares, and that will happen basically on the 25th. That's when, when it will, will trade as a, uh, the, when, that's when the split shares will trade. So uh, typically speaking, the high, um, when, when shares split like this, the increase is, tends to be the most from the date of record, through the date that they, the day before they start trading in split shares, typically the day they start trading in split shares, the stair, the, the the shares will drop. In the case of Tesla, on the last time, uh, let's go back to that. Let's see if I can show you this chart, and it's kind of an interesting one. I did it this morning. What happened there? This is the this is the prior uh, split. Um, on the day uh, on the day right before it was trading as a split share, it dropped. It it uh, it increased in value approximately 81% from the date of record to the date that it started trading as split shares. The next day, the date that actually the shares were issued, uh, it it lost 10%. So my my strategy, typically with splits like this, is to buy them, accumulate them up to the date of record, which of course in this case is the 17th of August, and then hold them until the date that they're going to trade is split shares and that and then sell them on the 24th and of course the 25th will be the day that they trade as split shares so i that's that's sort of my wait and see attitude i don't think we're going to have quite as good a increase this time as we did last time i mean i just don't think it's there um you know if we if we got anything near what we got last time it would be an absolute home run but I don't think that's going to be the case, um, but I do think it probably will trade up. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Let's look at Rivlin. This is also for Ricky. Thanks, Ricky. Um, I don't know if Rivlin is going to do, do as well uh, here. I, I, I'm not even sure that they're really in production. Uh, you know, this is this is um, 
I think it's R-I-V-N is the symbol for Rivlin. Is that right? Yeah, Rivlin Automotive. I always get this wrong. Um, this one is not, this is really the tale of two companies. As you can see, we're out here at the weekly chart. We have a not-so-good chart, if you can look at that. Uh, currently, we're trading at about 38, and it's been down. Uh, it came out of the box, basically, at about 160, and it's now down at about 38. So, not the thing that you want to look at. Here's Let's compare both Tesla against Rivlin to kind of get an idea of which we want to buy. And that's the chart of Rivlin, and then I'm going to add Tesla to that chart. T-S... LA, and that shows you. So, if a year ago, let's say, a year, well, you couldn't do it a year ago because Rivlin wasn't trading a year ago, but let's say it was November 29th of uh, 2021, and you bought one share of, and you bought shares of, of uh, Tesla versus Rivlin. If you bought them on that date, uh, if you, on the Rivlin shares, for every $1, that you spend on Rivlin shares, you would you would have about thirty nine cents. So not a very good deal. Uh, with Tesla, you would have been up even even then. You would have been up twenty five cents. Now of course that's that would have been right in November. That was when the that was when uh, that was when we had the peak in prices. That was the that was the that was right before the the market started to change direction and move into a downward trend. But even with that, even with the downward trend, if you had bought Tesla shares on November uh, 30th or thereabouts, you would have been up 25 cents. So you, for every dollar that you spent there, you would have had $1.25. So it's a very interesting chart to take a look at. So what I would say to that is it's better to buy fewer shares of Tesla rather than Rivlin. I wouldn't really recommend Rivlin mainly because it is still a theoretical company. They aren't really delivering product. I mean, they are, but in, in, in small amounts. Tesla's order book is full, and it will be for quite a while. So uh, they do have pre-sales. They're moving. Tesla does have pricing power in the electrical vehicle market right now. Uh, GM is way behind, so is Ford. And, uh, you know, somebody talked about the Chinese EV makers, but they're not exported to the United States, which is the real market for the product. So I would say that still, there's really only one game in town if you want to be in the EV market, and that's Tesla. So that is uh, the long and the short of it. All right, let's look at, thanks for Matt. And uh, Matt wants to look at WMS. Let's see if we can get a good WMS. And see, Advanced Drainage Systems. That's a very exciting company. It's out of Ohio. Actually, it's a very important company, and they probably are doing extremely well. And, it, and by looking at this chart, they are doing extremely well. They're basically at the buy point on a consolidation base, stage one. So the pivot is 138.02. That's a buy point. It's at 142.05. So we're right in the buy zone. So that's really, really good. Uh, the question is, now, but here's the problem. The building construction uh, materials area is not a particularly strong area of the market, unfortunately. It's 119 out of 197, so it's in the bottom 20%. I typically don't want to buy stocks in the bottom 20% of the market. It's just too dangerous, especially in a downward trending market. But this stock looks quite good. Mostly owned by funds, 54%. Uh, and it does have strong cash flow, and it's got a P/E ratio of 31, which is a little bit high for a construction-based company. They make basically corrugated pipe, 
uh, thermoplastic, you know, it's used, you know, in all kinds of markets. But the problem with this, I don't think there's a whole lot of, uh, uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of moat on this company. I think a lot of people can do this. So I'd be a little bit concerned about this in terms of a company. Their sales have been moving up very nicely uh, and their profits, but I just, I'm a little bit leery on buying something that doesn't have a whole lot of, uh, uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of barrier to entry. So I would probably say on WMS, I probably would say I would probably just watch this this one for now. Uh, I, I wouldn't be a buyer here. Uh, so I would watch list for now. And and that's just, just really, I mean, I think that I, I like it, but I think things are going to have to improve before we can do anything. Let's take a, talk, a question from TikTok. Thanks for holding here. Oops, trying to get that up. Okay. Um, AAR, oh, I'm sorry, AAR isn't Aaron's. I apologize. Let's look at AAR again. I, I may have had it wrong. AAR. For some reason, that is not coming up. <laughs> some reason, that is not coming up. AAR, I apologize on that, but it does not look like it's coming up. Um, your internet is laggy. Yeah, I know. I have a little bit of an issue with that, unfortunately. You would think it would be faster here. What do you think of BABA? All right, good question on BABA. I'm really not a big, big buyer of any of the... Um, I'm not really a big buyer of any of the Chinese stocks. The problem with BABA is, of course, uh, as we all know, um, you know, um, uh, Jack Ma, the, the founder of BABA, basically was under house arrest in, uh, in China, and they forced him to sell his shares, the, the uh, Chinese Communist Party. So um, I don't really trust the numbers from this company, though it is a huge, huge company. Um, I don't, I don't trust it for a lot of reasons, just because it's uh, become sort of a cash cow for the uh, for the CCP, the, the the Chinese Communist Party. So here we are looking at uh, Baba. Currently, uh, Baba shares, which are traded both in Hong Kong and in New York, are down. Um, uh, they were down during the normal tra uh, session, but they're up after hours at ninety ninety six. Now, here's the thing about them. Uh, BABA has a relative strength of 18, which means that it is uh, in the bottom 20% of the market. Um, it, it's, in, it's in the bottom 20% of, um, of the market. Um, and it cannot, and I don't think that it's going to get any better. Their last recorded, um, uh, the, the, last, the last recorded sales were off 4%. And it was down 32% overall. So not a good situation for BABA. So I would not be a buyer of BABA here. All right, let's take a look. Uh, oh, there we go. AAR is not okay. Let's see if we can get AAR up and see if that works. AAR. For some reason, I am having all this trouble. It's, it's giving me AAN every time. There's there's something, yeah. It's just it's just not coming up, unfortunately. All right. What about on semi? Let's take a look at on. 
There we go. And that's Onsemi. Um, Onsemi's down a tad today, but it's still an upward trend. And uh, that's something that I definitely think we can take a look at. I'm going to switch over to the daily chart here. And let's take a look. Um, down a little bit, I you know, I did buy one position, full position at 66.83. We're currently at 67.20, so we're down a little bit, but we're coming down to the 20 to the 10-day line, still in this upward trend. I'm still pretty bullish on this issue, 95 relative strength on this one, and uh, so looking pretty good there. Um, the semiconductors have been strengthening, so uh, I definitely am in this one. Uh, I'm waiting for it to come up to the pivot. The pivot being, of course, uh, at 71.35. So, uh, looking pretty good there. So, I definitely like this one. I think it's still viable in this position. And uh, and there we go. All right. Um, how many days or months uh, do you take into account? Very good question. Thank you for that. Um, let me show you kind of how I how I calculate that. Uh, I do this thing called the small portfolio, and it's not everything that I have, obviously, but. Uh, I don't think I have it here. Um, but what we do is we take into account, uh, typically these are about a month. We take about a month into account. So that's, very good, that's a very good point uh, that you're making regarding uh, the time frame. About, it, about a month is what we're, what we're trading typically. This is a swing trading. Typically we hold from about uh, four to eight weeks. That's about the amount of time frame that uh, that we that we uh, that we hold. So that's that's a very that's a very good question. Um, okay, let's let's explain again. Please explain a full position and a half position. That's a very good point. Um, let's see if I can pull up a um, let's let's see if I can pull up the uh, a chart that will give us some more information on that. Typically. Your 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 um, let's go to sheets. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to what I call the small portfolio. And in the small portfolio, this is kind of a um, a portfolio that I trade, uh, just basically as a demonstration portfolio to show everyone kind of what the situation is and how to trade using position sizes. Now, what is a position size? Well, let's take a look, and hopefully we're going to get. It's going to give us. There we go. So it's going to. Let's take a look at the small portfolio, and I'll pull it up here. It's on the view only. All right, click on. Come on there. It's taking a little bit of time to come up. There we go. All right. So if we're looking at what a position size is, this is sort of how it works. Um, if we have, and it's taking a second. There we go. And hopefully we'll we'll get the uh, there we go we'll get the, the graphs to come up. Okay, imagine your portfolio as a pizza, and that's kind of what's shown here. And imagine there are eight positions, eight full positions. A full position is about twelve and a half percent. So when I'm buying something, I'm trying to buy either a half, a full, or a quarter position. I don't want to buy anything more than that at any time. And the reason I don't want to buy anything more than that is because if I set my stop loss 7% below where I bought it, if I do this, my maximum loss is 1% of the value of the portfolio. So that's why we want to do it that way. 
right now, this is my small portfolio. This is this is what I have in it. I have Petrobras in it. Now I have I have 135 shares of Petrobras. That's one full position. Actually, it's a little bit more because it's appreciated. You see, it's up five percent uh, since we've held it. We've held it for eight days, and it's up five percent. So this appreciation is is in here. That's why this is 13.2 percent. Now, if we had no appreciation, this would be 12.5 percent. We also have a position in on semiconductor. We have 30 shares of that, but you see the 30 shares are equal in terms of the size to the 135 shares of Petrobras. So that is a full position as well. That one's closer. That's that's appreciated a little bit less. It started out at 12.5, it's now 12.9. Now, we just bought a position, full position, in Ollie's Bargain Outlet. Now, we only bought 30 shares of Ollie's Bargain Outlet because of the price of Ollie's Bargain Outlet. Now, unfortunately, that went down a little bit. It went down about 2% from where we bought it. So that's the fluctuation. So it's, it's equal to 12.3%. So it's approximately one full position, but not quite. We buy it as a full position, but then it, it, goes, it, moves, uh, it moves up or down. And then, of course, we've had ExxonMobil for a while. This is reversing, and hopefully this will, will move higher. Currently, it's 11.3%. So I have four full positions, basically, and then I have four full uh, positions in cash. So as I'm moving into the market, this is what I'm doing. I'm buying either a half, quarter, or full position, but I'm not buying any more than that. And then if it, if it, if it moves up, then I may add to that. But I always want to make sure that I am only, that, that I'm not, I'm not, uh, buying too much or too little, so that's why we use that's why we use uh, positions. So thank you very much for that question. It's a great question. Let's look at ADM Arthur Daniels Midland, and of course this is a foodstuffs company. This is one of the largest producers of grains and that kind of thing. Actually, the largest I think in the world is Cargill, and that is a private company. Uh, does not trade. So with ADM, uh, we we have this very very nice double. We have this very nice formation, this double bottom formation, stage three, and it's moved above the pivot, and it is moving, making a move higher. So this one is definitely one that you could consider. Currently, food grain and related, this part of the stock market, is 83 out of 197. So it's definitely, it's not in the top 20%. But it is not in the bottom 20% either. So it's kind of middling. Uh, it's kind of middling. But this company has has a pretty good track record. Now, because of the, the war in Ukraine, we're very likely to see higher prices for grains this year. And that will benefit Arthur Daniels Benjamin. Now, let's take a look at their fundamentals in terms of their fundamental analysis. Now, this is a very, very um, mature company. But yet, there, as you can see, there's there. Sales are going up quite significantly. They're up to 19% last quarter, but their profits were up 62% last quarter. So we have had some very strong action uh, with this one. So this is looking pretty good. Let's check a look at the checklist to see if we can buy this one. Well, the checklist is 78, which is a good checklist, uh, but it's not a great checklist. Where are we falling down? Well. We are more than fifteen. We are more than fifteen percent off the all-time high. Interestingly enough, you want to buy stocks as they're moving higher. You want to buy them 
as they're moving higher. And typically, the best place to buy a stock is, is when it's within 15% of its all-time high. That typically is a great, great place to buy it, statistically. So it fails there, and their sales are not up 20%, but they're just missed it at 19%. So I think we can kind of cross that one off there. So it's looking very strong. Relative strength line is moving up. It's 19%. Can you buy it here? Well, this is not necessarily the best entry point. Uh, this is not the best entry point. It, it, we're not quite at the pivot. But I think you could start nibbling here. I think you could probably do a half position. Uh, so I would say that I think it's looking good. And uh, I think you could, you know, on, AB, on uh, ADM, uh, you could do a one-half position and wait for the um, 91.81 pivot to buy more. So that's kind of what, that's kind of how, that's kind of, um, that's kind of that's kind of how I see this one. Uh, basically, on ADM, you could do a half position here, and then wait for that pivot to buy the half position more. You'd be a full pivot. You'd be at a full position at that point, and that would probably be a pretty good uh, place to be. All right, let's see. We I think we have one time for one more from TikTok. Let's take a look. Your internet is lagging. You're not kidding. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry for that. Okay, and I think I'm going to have to figure out something on this um, with uh, with TikTok. I'm probably going to have to use the uh, the the Wi-Fi in this one as well. So that's pretty much it for today. Thank you so much, everybody, for taking a look at the show. I so appreciate it. And uh, by the way, I need to get out to more people. We have over a hundred thousand people that are watching, that are that are liking us on TikTok. Uh, I want to get more. I want to get more people on YouTube. So if you could, and I really, 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 really appreciate this. Please, 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 like the show, and that's really important. Like and subscribe. Um, I know that you know you hear that from everybody. You know, everybody and his brother says that, but it really does make a difference. So please like the show. It really, really helps us so, so much. And uh, by the way, if you're not already a member of um, the Action Trailer, it's very easy to do. Just go to www.dallastradingfloor.com and um, just sign up for it. It's first and last name, email address. This is free. By the way, we also do have a trading community. Uh, we basically the first two hours of trading, uh, we we uh, we talk about the trades that we're making, critiquing, and uh, that kind of thing to see if uh, we can all make money in the market together. So, thank you so very very much for taking a look. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow at five. Uh, happy trading, everybody. Stay, stay, um, you know, stay pretty conservative here. We're we're in this uptrend, but it's not really. We're not in a bull market by any stretch of the imagination. This is a bull rally, uh, and it, they can be very violent to the upside, but they can pull back very quickly. So, always put your stop losses in seven percent down from where you bought it, and uh, and uh, stay stay tuned. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some good information on the Tesla split trade that we're doing and uh, happy trading and I will see you back here tomorrow at five.